Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 665 out of 750 starts right after a word from thecrystalshow.com. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcast at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com. Go there and be entertained. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. And, you know, um, a while a while back I was, you know, looking at this show and I knew the upcoming uh, final, I guess, farewell speech for President Obama was being given today, so I was debating on if I was going to do the show or not because I wanted to check out the last speech. Then I decided I'd just push the show back 30 minutes and start at 9.30 Eastern instead of 9 o'clock Eastern, so I can at least watch most of it. And I was able to watch most of his speech, and he said some things that needed to be said. You know, um, he didn't necessarily go out there and act like everything's great in America, we're good, and nothing's wrong. He talked about um, racial inequality, income inequality, and he really said some things that people needed to hear um, from both sides of the spectrum. You know, he didn't just speak to white people and shake a finger at them. He talked about black people and what we need to do in other minorities. And if you haven't seen it, then, you know, I'm pretty sure you can go almost anywhere on any news site and Google it and watch it. And um, it was pretty enjoyable. I, I didn't, I stopped at the, uh, 27-minute mark, of course, because I was uh, getting ready to start the show, so I didn't see the very ending of his speech, but uh, be sure to check it out. All right, to the phone lines I go, to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the rain, the man in black. Buck, what's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, bro. How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Just enjoying this nice little light rain we're having. All right. And let me go to the 865 area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee. You know what? You know what? I'm going I'm to do something special for him this evening. He's calling in on time. I'm so proud of him. Let me give him a real introduction. 
<laughs> From the 865 area code. Volunteer state of Daddy Rich drinking his throat. What's happening? Daddy Rich. All right. Yeah, that Pretty slick. Pretty what? slick, man. His Obama <laughs> speech, man. Pretty slick, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing you can say about him, he in my opinion, it's probably had the most, probably has the most charisma than any president, but, I mean, I wasn't old enough to remember Kennedy. I know Kennedy was supposed to be a pretty smooth dude. Uh, you know, Ronald Reagan was funny. Clinton was um, a charmer. I mean, everyone had something. But Obama has to be, like, the smoothest, closest to James Bond type of president I think we've had and may That's ever have. That's what I was going to say. Double on self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, that's going to be missed from the White House. But uh, we definitely have some interesting, interesting things to talk about in just a few weeks once Trump gets in, in office. It's going to be something every single week with him, I'm sure. So, All right, let's go ahead and get into this discussion, 347-202-0215. First things first, but let me ask you, man, do you believe in bad luck? Or do you think that some people just make bad decisions that just go horribly wrong? I think people make bad decisions that can go horribly wrong. And the more, you know, the more that they, sometimes you have a, you know, when people have bad luck, sometimes it happens in bunches. And it, and if it happens in bunches, some of it may be decision. Some of it may be just the fact that they're dwelling, dwelling on that first piece of bad luck they got and then you know as a result of that they, you know they have a series of events that happen you know sometimes timing can be bad you know you have a car car go down and then something else bad happens something else bad happens something else bad happens and they're uh, the only thing they're really thinking about is the car issue and the other things are just as important but you know they just say man I just got you know maybe it's just you know they they go all out trying to figure out why you know why the car went bad and not really focusing on you know trying to get that fixed. They just let the shit just keep you know shit roll downhill. So sometimes circumstance can contribute to that you know the little bit of bad luck that they're having and it happens and starts happening in bunches. Okay, and Daddy Rich, what do you think, man? Do you think that most people? Um, just make bad decisions, or do you think there's a such thing as bad luck? There are people that are just off, and when I say off, they're just uncoordinated to life, and mm-hmm. they it's it's I don't think it's bad luck. It's like you know how you have a have some friends or people that you've met that are just spaced out, you know, mm-hmm. they're just spaced out. But I think that there are people like that that are because I've met a lot of people that just are off. They're just their walk of life. You can always see them going into okay, well they're going to fall down in this hole walking, or they're going to be the one to get hit in a car accident, or they're going to be the one to jump off a cliff and miss the rope. You know, it's it's always that person. But I think that there are people in this world that are actually off. And I don't mean mentally. I just think that they're 
timing in life is off. Period. Okay. So, in other words, some there's some can't get rights in the world. Right. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this: Dr. Are you superstitious? You know, do you think Friday the Thirteenth is a bad day of luck, or if you break a mirror, or you know, a black cat right out in front of you, or walk under a ladder? You think, uh, you know, don't wear your favorite steel jersey on Sunday that uh, bad things are gonna happen? You know, I have to say, I am, man. I am. I, 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 when I was in junior high school, I wore the same practice uniform every day. My whole three years in junior high school and middle school, never washed it. I washed it one time. The one time I washed it, we lost. And I told them, I said, oh, I told wow. you. They begged me to wash it because it was, it was funk. It was right. <laughs> yeah, I would have begged you to wash it too. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, look, man, we'll take this in. We'll take it. Because <laughs> we lose it every we lose it every bus ride home with you. Yeah, all right. right. All right, but, but after we lost that like game, the autopsy. we found a locker to put those things in, and we stuck them in there. And for my rest of the time there, where they didn't get washed. Uh uh. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm superstitious. Yeah. All right, Buck, what about you, man? Do you believe that the creepy crawlers come out on Friday the 13th? Or you, you shouldn't break mirrors or have a black cat walk out in front of you? I'm not superstitious as far as black cats Friday the 13th. My birthday is coming Friday on the 13th. I've never had any bad luck on the 13th, which I'm real, real happy to say. However, I am a little bit superstitious about some of these Steeler games, though. So um, I know when we lose. I will switch hats, uh, switch, uh-huh. you know, I try to wear something that, you know, that I'm subtle with change when it comes to the Steeler games. Um, yep. Like this year, I've, I've the first time I've ever done this is alternate jerseys. If we're playing home, I put weather home jersey. If we're playing away, I wear weather, you know, weather away colors. That's something I've never done. But if we lose, I don't bring the same terrible tiles, and I don't bring, I don't wear the same hat. I change hats. Ironically, the hat that I'm wearing now, we hadn't lost in, so I'm going to keep wearing it. So um, I am a little bit superstitious with that. So um, I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's just an NFL thing or whatever. But that's the only thing I'm probably superstitious. That's the only thing I'm superstitious about. Everything else, black hat run across the street. I just, you better hope I don't hit that son of a bitch. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. But um, I, I'm not superstitious when it comes to black cats, Friday the 13th. Any of that other stuff that is just—it's just a football thing. I'm not sure why it just is. Yeah. I know one thing. One thing when I play football against UQ, the one thing that I, I never did and y'all always did was stretching. When I stretched, I didn't seem like I was as fast. But when I yeah. didn't stretch, when uh-huh. I didn't stretch, uh-huh. y'all jokers couldn't catch me. So I, I didn't stretch while everybody else was stretching. So. Don't ask me why that no worked, figure. but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know a lot of sports fans are superstitious. At one time, I used to be. At one time, I used to turn my cap back in the fourth quarter if my team was behind because you know, I had to have the rally cap. Um, I always wore certain jerseys for really big games uh, because I felt like I was bringing the power of that player. Like, if we need it um, – you know, some running that day, I throw my Emmett Smith jersey. 
or something. If we needed some good defensive help, and I might wear my primetime jersey. You know, I did what I had to do to do my part, you know. But uh, over the last, I say, 10 years or so, I kind of drifted away from that. And now if I'm at home, I may watch the game, and I'm not wearing anything with any blue in it whatsoever. You know, I'm just watching the game at home. Now if I go out to a sports bar or something in the public, I got to represent. But uh, I'm not the same as I, as I was. Because, you know, when you wear your, your, your favorite jersey and you lose, it's almost like you want to blame the jersey. You get home, you're mad at the jersey. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel you on that. So, I mean, yeah. So, you, know, you, take it, you take it seriously, you know. You'd be mad. Like, man, I knew I should have wore this other jersey and, uh, you know, something like that. I knew I should have wore Witten. And, I mean, so it's like <laughs> sports fans can be that way. Sports players, professional players, you know, especially in baseball. If you are, for those who may not watch baseball closely, a lot of the players that when they come up to bat, they have rituals. They'll come up to the they come up to the plate. They'll tap their shoes so many times with the bat. They'll undo their glove and re, readjust their velcro on their gloves. You know, they'll grab their hat, straighten their hat a couple of times. They have to do this before they bat. And if anything goes wrong that interrupts their process, they'll back out of the batter's box, step back in, and do it all over again. You know, because it takes some people forever to take an at-bat because they're having to go through their little rituals. So um, in sports, you find a lot of superstition. But outside of that, I've never really cared about anything else, breaking a mirror or whatever. Uh, I never really got into that stuff. But I know some people take it seriously. So, Buck, do you believe that a person can just be cursed with having unfortunate things happen to them beyond their control? I mean, some people just have just a bad luck bug, and no matter what they do, they're going to have bad things happen in their life. I'm not sh- I'm, Are you there? I can't hear you because it sounds like you got cut off. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm here. Okay. Um, um, some people can. I mean, you can have bad things happen um, that are not under your control, that, you know, doesn't have anything to have with superstition. Um, you could have – a series of life change, life events happen um, that's not under your control. There's nothing you can do about. You know, um, you can have. You know, maybe you know. You know, you have some problems at work, and you know, eventually those problems come to reality. You know, come to reality, and they they have nothing to do with you. It just maybe your business goes. You know, company you're working for goes out of business, or they transfer to a different area, um, or. You know, once that happens, you know, you got, you know, it takes you a little while to find a job or whatever. You know, these are life, life-changing events that you don't have any control over. So, I mean, you can have them happen in bunches because it seems like these days things happen in bunches. Um, you just got to, you have to be strong enough and you have to, you know, go on your beliefs, you know, what, you know, how you were raised or whatnot and try to, you know, overcome those. You cannot let them consume you. You have to, you got to, like we like to say in today's time, we like, you got to keep it moving. You can't dwell in it because when you dwell in it, it seems like, you know, bad things happen when you dwell in, you know, in bad circumstances, if that makes sense. Okay. Daddy Rich, what do you think, man? Can a person just be cursed 
just have, you know, unfortunate things happen? Oh, yeah. Like I said, there, I believe there are people that are walking around here that, that I guess you could say God cursed them because they just can't get right, you know. I see a lot of them like that, man. It's like we have a few players that are on my son's basketball team. I, I look at them and I'm like, you're not going to be able to get right because you don't even you, – you can't – you don't get it. They just – they can't. They just can't. I mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> All right. On Facebook, Carla chimed in from Houston, and she um, want to ask, you know, do you believe that a person can be just cursed with having unfortunate things happen? She says, no. I think much of what we experience, we attract with our thoughts and our actions. Again, I said much, not all. Christina chimed in from the Magnolia State of Mississippi, and she feels like, she says, I feel like I do sometimes. So sometimes she feels like she is cursed. While Carla says it's our thoughts and actions that attract the things that happen to us. So let's look at this scenario, DR. If a lady gets pregnant, like say a lady gets with a guy she doesn't like, you know, as, as far as long term. She doesn't want to marry the dude. She wants to sleep with him. If she gets with him and the condom breaks and she gets pregnant, is it bad luck? That the condom broke, or is it a bad bad decision to have sex with someone you don't want to marry? A little bit of both, man. I think a little bit of both. You probably shouldn't have done it, but hell, you know we're human. So then I'm gonna do it anyway. So then, okay, you look at it, well, just the thing, bro. It's a little bit of both, I think. You know, it's a little bit of both. What do you think, man? All right, Buck. What do you think? Do you think it's um, bad decision to have sex with someone you know you don't want to be with, or was it just bad luck that the condom happened to break and you, she winds up pregnant? Bottom line is it's bad. It's a bad decision to, to have sex with somebody you don't want. Um, it's also a bad decision. You you know you might want to make check and make sure you got the right kind of condom. Um, you can't go out there and buy them cheap. You know you don't want to go out there and buy the radio. Cheap. Yeah, you don't want to go out there and buy. I'll put it to you like this. There's sometimes you got to buy a name brand, and in this instance, you better. Um, you don't want to get those uh, lifestyles because it's definitely going to change your life. <laughs> because them damn things, we could, them damn things, they, they, you know, they thin, but they thin for a reason. You know, you lose, you lose that lubrication. And them damn things gonna break on your motherfucking ass. So you want to make sure you get name brand shit. And I'm not saying lifestyle, not a name brand. I'm just saying that you might you might want to get something that, that is name brand and nothing off brand because you don't want that rascal breaking in the time when you bust that joker. You know you might want to even take that son of a bitch out. I mean condom, is, no condom is foolproof as far as that goes. You know you bust that nut. You know you want to make sure none of that stuff gets in there if you're not trying to make any more kids. So best thing to do is just make sure you get a name brand and pull out. Let this, you know, skeet off in that motherfucker out. I mean, take after you, you know, you take that son of a child just to be doubly sure. You're telling they need a two ply. They they need to get something with extra strength. So because it's gonna yeah. be in your walk for a while. So go on to get an extra strength. You know, a glad bag. <laughs> yeah. Summer nerding. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. You don't want wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> right. All right. So, um, all right, let's talk about car maintenance, Buck. I mean, other than a flat tire, 
a majority of car trouble can be um, experienced from bad decisions and maintaining the car or, or not maintaining the car, or you think, like, bad luck. Like, for example, if your car overheats, is that bad luck, or is that a bad decision not maintaining your car properly? Bad decision not maintaining your car properly. I mean, there are people that Explain drive cars, Because a lot of people don't realize that. I've heard a lot of okay. people say they have the worst luck with cars. They have the worst luck with cars because they just jump in the sun bitches and go. I mean, every every couple of weeks even, and, and this is something that I do, check your oil, check your antifreeze, check your brake fluid, walk around the car, check your tires, go back and forth, make sure there's no nails that you may have run over or something, you know. These are things that you're supposed to do. This is regular maintenance on a vehicle. You can't, I mean, a lot of people, guys, girls, Y'all just jump in the sun, bitch, and go. And then when it breaks down on the side of the road or something, I don't know what happened. And then when somebody comes, you know, you call a mechanic, when was the last time you checked this? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't ever check it. Um, you know, this is really funny how some people just think cars are supposed to go and run on autopilot. Um, I remember my kid, Sean Jr., called me, and after me and his mom divorced, he was calling me and saying, hey, Dad, you know, I really don't like my mom's uh, boyfriend because he don't never check the car, and our car constantly breaks down. And I said, why are you calling me? I said, you always YouTube, YouTube and dumb shit. I said, you, I said, you are now the man of the house. When, since I ain't there no more, I said, you, you can't, if you can't know that he doesn't check the oil and gas and tires on the car, I said, you t- I said put it in your mom's making model of a car. And YouTube that shit, and you do it. I said, you can get out there. You're 13. You get out there and check the oil, check the check the freeze, check transmission fluid and these things. I said, don't call me and, and complain about it. Get your sorry ass out there and check it. I said, you need to learn to become a man. I said, these are things that I did when I was your age. You should be doing that. I said, don't ever call me again and complain about what he's not doing. You go out there and you do it. So, and that, that teaches them how to be responsible, and you place that seed in their head early, they'll be responsible when it comes to a car because eventually they're going to want to drive. And, if you know, you can't change a flat, you don't carry jumper cables or a jump box or any of that shit, and you calling me not at, at 11 or 12 o'clock at night, you got a flat tire calling me to come get you. Good luck. Because if you don't know how to change a flat, and you ain't, you're not smart enough to check and see if you got a jack back there if you buy a used car or something like that, I'm not coming. <laughs> so, you know, you got to, there has, there has to be common sense when it comes to having a vehicle. So if you don't check those things, you break down and you're saying it's bad luck. It's not bad luck it's because your dumb ass is not doing what's necessary, what's required to have a vehicle. Okay. BR, what do you think, man? I think but made some good points. I mean, people that have car trouble you know, often is it because they just have bad luck or maybe the decision making when it comes to maintaining their car is not quite there. I'd say 95% of Americans just don't maintain. They just let, like Buck said, they just let it go. They just jump in and go time to ride. Let's ride. Then when the oil starts messing up, the lights been coming on, but don't nobody want to pay no attention to it. When it starts messing up, then what's wrong? Oh, with well, a transmission and this is messed up. Well, this is messed up because you didn't get the oil changed, and this is messed up because of this. Then that's when it's too late. 
And I think Buck's right. I think 95% of Americans do that. Okay. And I agree with you all. Um, a lot of people may not feel that way. Um, bad luck is running over something and getting a flat tire maybe um, or having a rock hit your windshield. But if, if your radiator overheats, a lot of times it's probably your fault. You know, if your car is missing and sputtering, uh, a lot of times it could be your fault. Probably put some cheap gas in it. And, uh, you know, you probably haven't had your had a tune-up, so your spark plug wires and your spark plugs are acting up. I mean, a lot of things that happen with vehicles is because we don't maintain. Now, there are a lot of people who don't know, okay? There are a lot of people who don't know. For the ladies out there who may not be mechanically inclined, because a lot of you know how to do things, but for those of you who may not, if you have a guy and he's not checking your vehicle on a regular basis or maintaining or whatever, then... You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that one because I feel like that any man that cares about his lady is going to make sure that she's not stranded somewhere on the side of the road by maintaining her vehicle. Now I'm old school. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to add something to that. Um, single ladies, I mean, when you're out on your own and there there is no no guy in your in your life, there are certain things that you're going to have to. Learn to do on your own. Vehicle maintenance is one of those. Um, if you're not mechanically inclined to do it yourself, really, you don't have to be mechanically inclined to change your oil or, you know, change a flat tire or anything like that. Those are things that you should learn when you first start. There's a series of things you should learn anyway when you first start driving a car. Um, basic maintenance it should be fairly easy. But if you can't do it, then t- you should be smart enough or wise enough to take it to a dealer or take it to a oil chain shop or something like that. I mean, it's all in your owner's manual. I mean, check your owner's manual. I mean, and the oils today are way different than what they used to be. I mean, we used to change oil every 3,000 miles, but some of the newer cars now, you change every five um, or maybe even 6,000 miles. So if you know you got a newer car and you know you, the oil change, and hell, you get there's enough idiot lights on a car now that tell you when everything fucking up. If you got a low tire, it's gonna tell you. He's got idiot lights. Yeah, it's too easy now. Yeah. Anybody, yeah, you got, <laughs> If you got a low tire pre- low tire pressure right right front, it tells you. Um, if you need an oil change, it tells you. Some of them even tell you when you need to change your air filter. Right. There's enough of these. There's enough of these damn lights on these newer cars that will tell you. If the service engine light, if you have an older car, if the service engine soon light comes on, then I mean some of those old, some of the cars late in late nineties, early two thousands say service engine soon or service engine now. If it's now, it's too little bit too late. But if you do service engine soon, take it in, get it checked out. You don't need a guy for that. Now I'm not saying just get, you know don't date guys or anything like that. All I'm telling you is there's enough lights on the car to tell you if you're not mechanically inclined. If, if you know something's wrong and and guys y'all need to listen to this too if a woman says something about the car that they're driving don't take it for granted that something's not something's just because you get in it and drive it two miles and it doesn't do it does not mean that there's nothing wrong with the car drive it like they drive it because i guarantee you a woman drives a car a whole lot harder than most guys whether y'all want to believe it or not 
These motherfuckers put they drive like Dale Earnhardt at Talladega, driving to work in the morning. And him and that drive like that on the way back, but they damn sure oh, drive. Wow. So you drive, you get in there and drive the speed limit, and nothing's happening, and you're not putting all the force on the car where they're turning real hard or you know trying to beat this car coming towards them and all that kind of shit. I guarantee you. Look, take it, I wanna, take, take, I it with, take it with a grain of salt and something's wrong with it and go get it. You know, if you don't check it, at least have somebody else check it. I want to chime in on this because I feel like that we're we're acting like that we're not in modern times anymore and we're talking about people going and checking and fixing cars. Look, here's here's the score. Cars will tell you when they're messed up and where they're messed up and what's wrong with them now. There's no need to call a man to come and look. Come look at this. Look at what, nigga? The shit's right here that says the shit is flat up here. You need to put some air up there. This right here says your air filter's messed up. This says that this, there is no need. This is not 1970 or 80. This is the millennium. The cars will tell you what the hell is wrong with them. There is no need for you to go running and calling a damn man because all his ass is going to do is take it to the fucking place and let them fix the son of a bitch anyway. Because that's the best thing to do. So here's the deal. You know, because all the men in my life, that's what we do. If we look at it, okay, well, this was wrong. I'm not, not going to do that. We don't have time. Most of us have work. We ain't got time. The weekends, nobody want to do that shit. You got kids. You got all that shit going on. I don't fuck with it. You go straight to the all place, fix this. Do this. Do that. Tune up. Do this shit. This goes straight to the damn place. That's in this day and age, there's no damn need for a woman to start panicking and pointing the finger at a damn man. It's just as well her damn fault if the car's fucked up as it is his. So I don't want to hear all this shit about you're a man. You should get off your ass. You're a woman. You can fucking read. Take it to the damn thing like I'm going to do. Stop it, guys. We are in the millennium. There's no chivalry in fixing a damn car when the motherfucker can go straight to the thing and it tells you what's going on with the computer. Stop it. <laughs> Woman can do the shit itself. <laughs> Take it to the dealer. This what I'm gonna do. You're wasting time. This rant, me to... <laughs> this rant has been brought to you by the Crystal Show. Dot com. <laughs> oh boy. All right, Dr. said, "Take it to the mechanic." All right, so let me ask this. Uh, Dr. Stick with you, man. Is being if a person is always single, all right, is that a sign of bad luck in meeting the right person, or maybe have their bad decisions led to previous failed relationships? It's always bad decisions with men. We're leading with our dicks. We're not making the right decisions. That's the first thing we go for. Oh, she looks good. I want that. That's the first thing in your damn head. Nobody's looking for any kind of, oh, I need somebody for this. Nobody gives a damn, especially when you're young. You're a young man in between 18 and, and 25. That All of that other shit is out the door. You're looking to get something, and that's it. And then you get into the shit, start going along, and just become something that, that's going on. You know, it's a habit. Y'all all right, get tired of the habit, get the hell away. You move on. That's the way it happens. <laughs> okay. Buck, what do you think, man? Um, are some people perpetually single? Because they just have bad luck in meeting the right person. You have people say all the time, oh, I have bad luck in meeting the right man, or I have bad luck with women or whatever. 
Or is it just their decision making is the reason why they're single? It's their decision making. Um, we all in you know what you like to begin with. So why go for somebody that you know you don't like? Um, or just I mean, you can't just go on pretty face or pretty face and body dimensions or what have you. You can't go on that. Personality, you know, you got to go on a mixture of all of those things. You can't just go by just one thing. Um, and you typically, typically, you know, after a, little, a small period of time, will figure out if that person is right for you or not. Um, and if you make, um, I have a friend here that I'm not going to mention the name of this person, but I have a friend here that I always had bad luck with men because she makes bad choices. Um, I'm, <laughs> she texted me one night and said, I mean, she likes guys, and she was telling me what she liked and, and how a guy she how she wanted a guy to treat her, and you know, from uh, in all perspectives, which was something I did not ask her. Um, she just gave me that information. But then, two nights later, when the guy decides to get a little bit rambunctious with her and say, you know, be you know, say some dirty, some nasty things to her, she said he was a pervert. I'm going like, how can he be a per- pervert when you said that's what you like? To, to, this is what you want a guy to do, and you just said that two days ago, and now you're mad at the guy and you're cursing him out. That doesn't make sense to me. So what that tells uh-huh. me is, you want it on your terms. Well, if you don't want a guy to talk nasty yeah. to you, I mean, maybe what were you wearing that night? Okay, maybe you wearing something that showed a lot of skin, and he probably you know came came up to the thing. So, damn, I just want to throw you down the floor and fuck the shit out of you. Okay, that's not being a pervert. If that's what you like to hear, then that's fine. But if you don't like to hear him talk to you like that, then why wear something that will draw that out of him? So, I mean, you you can't have it both ways. I mean, you get either you like it or you don't. So if you don't want a guy to talk nasty to you, don't wear something that you look like you almost buck naked in. So I mean, I mean you, and you know what you like, and, and I don't want. And it doesn't mean that he, he necessarily has a, a right to talk to her that way. Exactly. But realistically, that's, he's going to talk to her that way. Realistically, that's yeah. just going to happen. Yeah, and that's what, you know. Team. Yeah, so there are certain things that, I mean, that's why certain people always are single. Or they, you know, and you know because they're the wrong decision they make. You can't get with somebody when you know you're, you like to have a lot of sex and they don't like to have any, you know. Mm-hmm. There has to be some common ground there. If they're not putting it out, then you got to figure out why they're not putting it out. Maybe you know, maybe they're older, or you know, something something different going on there. You know, maybe they don't have the. I mean, you know, they need a little help in that area. Say this, because there are a lot of reasons why people may be single um, for a long time. It could be, you know, maybe they're you know trying to spend more time with their kids. They could be working and going to school, they can work multiple jobs. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the people who are confidently saying, I want a good man, good woman, you know, go out on dates, whatever they're doing, but yet they're always single year-round. You know, people who have, you know, I've been single for four years. Why have you been single for four years? That's almost like gaps in employment, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you question that type of stuff. Why have you been exactly. single for this long? Because it's hard to believe that you've been meeting the wrong people for four years. You know, what are you doing 
that's either attracting the wrong people or running people off, you know. So there are a lot of people who have a lot of free time on their hand, and they still just are perpetually single. So, Dr., how do you how do you get a person to understand that they are the reason that they're always single? Because people love to put it on other folks. Man, most times you just gotta tell them. You know, I had homeboy like that back from uh, where I'm from, and you know, he was always man. Man, how come this man? I'm like, dude. Number one, look at look at how you do. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do right. What what people's going to be with you, it's, it's all about the person, man. And, you know, you just got to, and who you're trying to go about it with. And it's like I'd always tell him, man, the people that you're trying to go about it with aren't particularly the right ones that you're wanting. But you're still going in that manner because it's easy. And that's, most times I think that's what happens to people is, they try to find the easiest path because they don't want to work hard for something. When it's good, it's nope. going to be hard to. Get. It's going to be hard to get, but they want to go for the easiest situation because it's right there, it's available. So that's that's why I think a lot of people get do get put in bad situations because they put in situations just at the fly and don't think about it. Okay. All right, Buck, what do you think, man? How do you get a person to understand that they're the problem, you know, um, and not everyone else? That's a million-dollar question right there. I know, right? Well, I mean, you just got to look. I mean, sometimes you got to look. In, the best thing to do is tell them to look, look in the mirror um, because you don't, you know, sometimes it's hard to explain that to a person. Sometimes you have to, you know, say, hey, you got to be honest with yourself because, you see what you're going through. And sometimes when you with somebody, you know, or you're making bad decisions about certain people, sometimes you just don't see it. Um, so you have to, you know, it's better for you to, you know, if you're a friend of that person, to say, hey, look in the mirror, man. I mean, you see what kind of stuff going on with you, you know, and people that you're choosing. You know, you're in the, you know, you have to change your, your, your climate. You have to change, you know, the type of people that you're hanging out with. Um, mm-hmm. because you, you're, you're, you're attracting the same kind of person, you know, you can't, uh, you know, you can't always pick somebody. You gotta, you know, have to ramp up or save, save, so to speak, because they, you know, they're, they're always having, you know, certain issues. If that person is not striving to try to make themselves better, then sometimes you got to back out and say, Hey, look, you know, you just gotta, you know, you got to go your way. I got to go my way. You know, and if it's meant for you to be with that person, it, it'll always come back around to you. If not, then you know there's nothing you didn't you know you, didn't, you may have lost some time, but you didn't lose it. You're not losing anymore because you know you've got you know you've ridded yourself of that particular per- person or whatever is causing the problem. So you know the best thing to do is say, hey, take a look in the mirror and see if you know you know what's going on better than I do. All I can do is make suggestions. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. You know, you can't you can't necessarily go off of what you've gone through. You can you can make suggestions, you know, but you have to be, you know, you, you just say, you know, look at you, look in the mirror and see what see what's going on, you know, and and go from there. All right. Thank you, sir. So a couple more questions on the topic, and we'll wrap the topic up. Um, Daddy Rich, back to you. Alcohol plays a role in some people's luck 
and you know and or decision making uh what kind of bad luck or you know what can bad decisions from drinking too much alcohol lead to I just list a couple of things a lot of alcohol can lead to as far as in the worst way. Let's start with divorce. <laughs> then let's go with uh, hospitalization, job loss. It can lead to all of those things. It can lead to you being homeless and just out there. Uh, to me, I think alcohol is probably the worst drug out there and it's allowed you you can go buy it and to me that's mm-hmm. crazy they you can go and get it and just as much as you want doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, and it tears down families it 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 kills people you know it's just not a good it's not a good deal and i think that it all of those things divorce loss of job hospitalization all of that stuff, losing everything you have is what it leads to. Okay. Buck, what do you think, man? What kind of bad luck can drinking too much alcohol cause? It definitely it definitely causes divorce because that's actually what – that was the main cause of me and my ex-wife um, getting divorced because she drank too much. Um, she still drinks heavy, even though we're, you know, we're divorced now. I mean – there's times where she she won't call me unless it's like two or three a.m. in the morning. And she's on Vegas time, so when it's twelve o'clock their time, you know it's two o'clock my time. I'm sleeping. She's calling me, and she, you know, sheets in the wind at that point. And I say, if you can't call me during the daytime at work, don't call me. You know, or you just getting home from work, or you off that day, don't call me. At, you know, in the middle of the night because I ain't going. I ain't answering. You know, so alcohol can definitely cause divorce. Uh, DUIs, loss of job, those type of things. I mean, alcohol can, you know, alcohol is not meant to be abused. Um, it's legalized and stuff like that, but at the same time, it can it can destroy, you know, it destroy, it can destroy families. It can destroy your life. Um, eventually, it will, you know, cause you know health issues down the road if you abuse it. Um, I'm really shocked with her being over fifty. The way she drink, she'll drink thirteen beers at a, at a time, um, uh-uh. and that's just. I mean, she 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 cannot drink and handle it. I mean, it's always been one of those where you know you drink two and she's already, you know, already loopy. But you're gonna drink thirteen of them, so you can imagine what happens. So, um, yeah, you know, just it destroys. It, you know, it destroys lives. Now, she only does that when she's, you know, off the next day, but that's not the point. I mean, two or three, and that's enough. You know, you can drink on that damn 12-pack for a few, you know, every time you're off. One 12-pack should, should last her. It could last her a month. You know, if she's off on Friday, mm-hmm. you, I mean, off on Saturday, you drink Friday night. Drink three beers, you know, you already buzz. Cut it off, you know, because you could wake up next morning and be functional, to do things that you really need okay. to do versus drinking 13 of them and causing, you know, causing a damn family ruckus every time you sit down to have something to drink. So I get that completely, man. I understand. And um, let's see, on Facebook, a um, man, Charles Jones, chimed in. I believe he's in the Sunshine State of Florida. He says it can lead to a DUI, something you all mentioned earlier. 
Um, my girl Danielle chimed in from Monroe, Louisiana, and she said it can lead to drunk texting. And, yeah, you might regret some of the texts you send when you're drunk. Um, mm-hmm. Other things it can do, you, could, you can pass out, okay, uh, wind up with an unwanted sex partner. Uh, you can lose something very important or be easily robbed. Man, if you're drunk and you don't know what's going on, man, folks could take you for everything you have. And then DR mentioned um, hospital. Yeah, you can wind up getting injured, either from falling and hitting your head or talking trash to the wrong one. <laughs> Both of them going to yep. land you in the hospital when you're drunk. No doubt. No doubt. So. That's um, a bad decision that can lead to a lot of bad luck. But, all right, so last question on the topic. For the average person, this will book, I'll stick with you. For the average person, is being financially insecure a product of bad luck or bad decisions? And if you can, give an example. If, if, if someone's broke, is that bad luck or is it, a ba- is it bad decisions that led to that? I'm going to say it's bad decisions because, you know, you can, let's say, well, I'll go back and use the the one I used earlier. Let's say you're sticking with a job and you see the job that's going downhill, but you're steadily working hard, um, trying, you know, trying to show why you should be the one, you know, taking charge. Um, and you can make a bad decision when you see that there, you know, there's no money in the company, you know, there, you're going to fill up, um, going to fill up your company vehicle and there's no gas, you actually have to go try to either put your own money in it or, you know, limp to the job to do the job. And then you have to go to the bank to put the money in so you can get gas for your vehicle. Um, That's a bad decision. That's not bad luck. So, you know, sometimes when you see companies going downhill, the best thing to do is while you got a job, switch jobs instead of staying there trying to hold out thinking that the job is going to, you know, eventually start making money again. Um, you, if they're, you're making decisions, you, you're making suggestions and the boss man or owner is not making the right decisions and you see he's not taking your advice and he's steadily going downhill, then you got to jump ship because you have, you know, you have to put food on your table. Um, you know, you got to pay your bills because bills don't wait because you don't get paid. Nope. So you have to, you have to make, you know, you have to make the necessary adjustments, you know, whether you have to pick up a second job or whether you have to change your main job. You have, you know, that's a view. That's not bad look. That's bad decision. Okay. DR, what do you think, man? If someone's financially insecure, is that uh, a product of bad decisions or can you just be down on your luck? Bad decisions. Example, I had hustled up on $15,000 when I first got out of high school, going into my first year of college. Got a girl pregnant. I was done. Had a scholarship. All that's gone, mm-hmm. right? Bad decision. Now now look at me. I'm say I had money saved up, but now the money's gone. You know, everything's gone. Whole thing. I got to get a job. Can't play ball no more. Bad decision. Now the money that I had that I could be happy to spend, my parents could have helped me. I could have stacked even more money when I graduated from college on a free ride. Mm-hmm. I could have had at least forty to fifty thousand ready to go into life. Bad decision. So I say it's it's all about the person, man. You've got to know when you have a window 
And when you see a chance to be able to start doing things the right way, you need to proceed to make the procedures to do that. Because if you don't, you're going to look back and you're going to say, damn, I had that. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want to do. <laughs> I feel you on that, man. And I think that um, a lot of people do need to try to just kind of step back and just focus on why they are where they are. And a lot of times, you know, it's, the answer is right there in front of you. But when you're in a situation, it's a lot harder to see it than when you're on the outside looking in. And if people paid attention and, you know, like, hey, I got to, if I'm going to save money and get myself out of this financial strife I'm going through, then I got to make sure I cut this out. I got to make sure I cut this out. And I think if you pay attention and cut a few corners, and you find yourself in a lot better situation. But a lot of us don't want to do it. And uh, we just think that it's, Bad luck, you know, our car, bad luck because that car broke down and now I got to pay $550 for a new, you know, whatever it gets installed where you probably could have avoided it all alone had you just had your car main, maintained and stuff. So it's like all this stuff ties in together. Uh, some bad decisions can lead to a lot of what some people may consider bad luck. But all right, going to take a quick break and then I have one little short topic we'll get into before we wrap things up this evening. Hi, this is Victoria Bolton, author of the Rude Boy USA series, and you are listening to the Talk TQ radio show. No experts, just opinions. All right. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Um, Dylan Roof, the idiot that shot up the people in the church two years ago, he was sentenced to death today for killing nine black church members during Bible study. He becomes the first person to face execution for federal hate crime convictions. Now he was his own attorney, and during sentencing, uh. He insisted that he was not mentally ill, but he never asked forgiveness or mercy or even explained the crime. So, but Dylan Roof is, has been sentenced to die for shooting those people in the AME church back in 2015. How do you feel about the decision to sentence him to die as opposed to maybe let him stay um, in jail for the rest of his life? Well, I mean... In this particular instance, I mean, this is a guy that has no remorse um, for what he did. He feels that, you know, he he for the for whatever his reasons were that he felt he did the the right thing by killing these people. So, you know, he has to pay for the you know his actions. So as a result of that, um, you know, he's going to be you know put to death. Um, this is something, I mean, you know, he chose to represent himself. I don't think, you know, if I was an attorney, I would take that case. Um, so he did the right thing by representing himself. Um, this is a very odd young man. Um, not sure, you know, I don't know what his upbringings were. Um, not sure why he, you know, I didn't watch anything on the trial. Um, I'm quite sure it's easy to find and accessible online and may look it up just to kind of see 
you know, what his actual words were um, in tr- on the trial and, you know, what he did, what he did. But, you know, since he didn't have any remorse, I mean, it's pretty much common knowledge because you see it on the news anyway um, that, you know, he decided to go out there and kill his people for whatever his sick reasoning was. And, that, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, the one thing that, you know, he since this is what his choice was, you know, I don't want him sitting up there eating up my tax credit all waiting on him to die. You know, that's something that they probably need to speed up. If you're on death row, go ahead and take these rascals on out of here so that way they ain't eating up my tax dollars. So, um, you know, the ones that's on death row. <laughs> that's true. So, right. I mean, I, you know, that's a public service announcement since we have a new president coming in. Don't let these rascals sit on my tax dime. You know, go ahead. If they're on death row, go ahead and take them on out of here. So that way we ain't got to deal with all that garbage. You know, that way we have less people. You know, I know jail is a business, and a lot of people don't realize that. That's why there's so many in there. We're the only only uh, country in the, in the world that has more people in prison than any other place in the world. So that ought to tell you right yeah, there that jail is, jail, is, jail is big business. So just so mm-hmm. you know, public service announcement. So anyway, new president need need to handle that. Need to handle that, man. Get these get these rascals out of here. If they on death row, take them out. Go ahead and just start. I mean, there should be somebody dying every every day if they on death row. As <laughs> many of them that's on there. That take them on out every here. day. Yeah, let's take them on out of here. This should... Let's petition Michael Jordan telling him all the prisons you supply. Let's get them gone. <laughs> get them gone. Get him out of Bucks here. Bucks like I do. Bucks like I do two at a time. Sit him in his lap. Yeah, yeah but go ahead. Uh, lethal injection, electrocution, whatever it takes to get him up out of here and get him up. Stop eating up these taxpayer dollars. You say the taxpayer millions of dollars if you start all these rascals on death row, eating three meals a day, watching TV, working out. Shit, that's shit I need to be doing. Get these motherfuckers out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Rich, how do you feel about it, man? Dylan Roof, should he uh, get life in prison after live? Because uh, to me, it seems like he wants to die or he's content either way. Does he get life in prison or do you give him the chair or whatever form that they use for his execution? You know what? I I, I think that he should. I, I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with them killing him, but I look at it like this. If it were me, I would just put him in solitary confinement for forever. Not even no time to get up and walk around outside. Never, ever. Just give mm-hmm. him the food and shove the shit in there and see how that goes for the rest of his life. That's that's what he should get. Just to stare at the walls, no TV, none of that shit. Nothing. Just sit in a damn box for the rest of his damn life. And get fed. That's what he needs. Since he's gonna feel no remorse, and and I would say, eventually, son, you're gonna feel some damn remorse. Believe me, because sitting in that damn box after about five years, man, a whole year, shit. Right here, man. He's gonna feel some remorse real quick. Trust. Damn, damn the solitary confinement. He should go out. The same way he took them folks out, that he put put his ass to death by shooting up shooting his ass up, just like they just no. you know, shooting his ass up the way they, he oh. shot them folks up. I'm just Could saying. Could you I mean, imagine sitting in a box, no windows, 
nothing but a fucking place to shit and piss. And they giving you food, and you ain't got no TV, no, no radio, not a damn thing. You don't leave that motherfucker for nothing for the rest of your life. Could you imagine that? Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't work with it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Hey, I, I feel you on that. That maybe for a hardened criminal, criminal, I could see that you know, and he is definitely a hardened criminal. But in my, I'm just I'm looking at it from a standpoint of these are my taxpayer dollars paying for his ass to eat, sleep, shower, work Absolutely. out. Absolutely. And he, and that's and, the and way you know I'm kind of looking and at it. Prisoners, and that's the way, prisoners get more than students. Yeah. So my thing they get is more money that, allocated to them than students. Well, I don't think y'all heard, but he's not uh, leaving okay. the box. So he's going to in the get toilet wash his ass. I get all that. And, I mean, that's a great idea. Maybe that's something we need to employ a little bit more often in the prison system. I, I think that's an excellent idea for him to feel remorse. But he had no remorse for those people. I don't give a damn whether he has remorse now because he's already been convicted of a crime. At this point, as soon as you're convicted, you need to carry his ass on in there and put his ass lethal injection and get his ass on out of there or electric chair, whatever. Because these but I don't are my God. taxpayer I don't dollars. My, I don't want his blood on my hands. So what I want him to do is to kill himself eventually. And that's my whole thing is to make him go crazy mm-hmm. in there and kill himself. Hell, if you want, okay, to make it even better, hell, we'll take the inmates that will do other inmates. We'll strap him up, put a ball in his mouth and chain him to the thing and let him come in there and just run through it the whole day. <laughs> How's that? How's that? <laughs> okay. Let's put the rest of his life. <laughs> let's put this in here. We do not condone <laughs> any of the, this. Is These are just prison expressions to uh, prison. <laughs> we, don't, we don't condone this, this type of action. Right. We're just saying that we're fed up with the prison system the way it is and just that you know, these are things that we're making suggestions. We're trying to make our lives better as a as a people. So we're these trying are to only suggestions. Understand. You can't do these crimes. <laughs> you <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> we're just, and uh, Dr. over here trying to bring out the gimp. <laughs> that man talking about running trains on the guy run through. You remember that disturbing <laughs> scene in Pulp Fiction when uh, Bing Rains had the ball ball in his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's clear that up real quick so people don't think we're deranged over here. <laughs> I think I crawled in a corner in, in, a, in a fetal position for 30 minutes after watching that part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. That was just, I, that just caught me off guard. I was like, yeah. I could never go to prison. Exactly. No. Everything. But yeah, it does like the tax player dollars go to waste for people who are on death row. Let them cook their own. First of all, they'd be growing their own food. They'd be working a garden or something and grow their own food. But if they don't grow their own food, then, you know, if they starve, then, I mean, people are like, well, it's inhumane. But, yeah, it's inhumane to go into church and shoot nine people, too. Right. So, so treat them the same way. Inhumane. It yeah. whip them every day. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that dude. And they're eating. I'm telling you, I wonder what he had today, Tuesday. Probably. I don't mind paying for it. I don't mind paying for it if they do what I said. 
they're going put him in a box for the rest of his life and let him just do that every day, every single day, repetitively. Yeah. I want this to ask yeah. Please, God, help me. I want him because, like, you, you ever seen Cool Hand Luke? That's, uh, no, I want that to break I want to break down. Okay, yep. boss. That's what I want to hear. Okay, boss. I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul Newman would be would be proud though. Yep. So. All right. So uh, we'll see what happens with that and how long it takes for them to actually pull the trigger on killing them. Uh, some of you guys on death row, old as all get out, they drown on Social Security almost. So he's kind of a young kid. How old is he? Like twenty two? I don't know. So, no. uh, but you know, the, speaking of death row inmates, um, um. Uh, what's his name? The the serial killer from the late sixties, uh, Charles Manson, Manson. was a, he's in the hospital now, gravely ill. Um, he's transported to a undisclosed location. Um, and he's been in the hospital for a week now. I'm not sure. You know, he's 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 definitely in frail health, and um, he's still oh, he's being, 82 you know, he's, years he's, old. Yeah, so he's being constantly monitored in the hospital. Then they're not released the hospital um, name, you know, because they're still protecting. Because ironically, even though it's been '69, this fool still got followers. So yeah, um, and he has two sons uh, named Charles. It's kind of crazy. And he also has some daughters, and his daughters are, I think, daughters and sons are both in prison. So yeah, he um, has a daughter named Valentine. Yeah, so there, you know, he's, you know, this is a prime example of what I'm talking about right here. This man, 82 years old, and I've been paying for this fool ever since I've been working. So, you know, 82 years old and he on death row, you should be already dead, bro. So, you so know. Charles Manson and I share a birthday. Well, damn. I wouldn't have told nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you know what? I'm just saying. In the I'm middle like, of your it forehead, is, bro. It is what it is. <laughs> I know. Now, what you squash the, If I see you putting your putting your hand straight out, <laughs> it was like, "What's up, bitch? What's up, homie?" Because <laughs> you know, here, you know, we got to go. We got to update him. What's up, bitch? What's up? Yeah, that mustache kind of, kind of, you know, straighten out to where you know it's just below the the middle of your nose. We know what's up. <laughs> I share I share a birthday with Charles Manson and Tanya Harding. Wow. Hmm. Two crazy people. You ain't lying. One to cut your balls off and one to cut your whole head off. (laughs) See, that's jacked up. (laughs) There are a lot of crazy Scorpios. I mean, there's some talented Scorpios, too. Like, you know, I share a birthday with uh, Russell Westbrook. He he and I were born on the same day. Okay. Uh, Say those. Don't say those. Don't say the other two. Well, Sammy Sosa, something wrong with him. Uh, Kevin Campbell. Crazy. Look, you know. see, he, keep going. Yeah, you know some y'all Scorpios, y'all some special folks. But uh, you know, next thing, next thing you know, you'd be saying that you, you know, you were born on the same day as Meryl Street. Then we really gonna be tripping. <laughs> I well, don't know no, when Meryl Street was born. Hey, Meryl Street cooled me, but you know, still, I mean, they've been kind of butchering her ass. Some people have, but I don't have no problem with it. I mean, so. It was an interesting just, thing. I don't care how she feels. Whatever. Good. 
Anne Hathaway. Grace Kelly. That may be the only Ryan Gosling. So, uh, but yeah. And uh, I think Whoopi Goldberg is born on my birthday, too. I can't remember about her for sure. But anywho, getting way off topic. Uh, said I want to say, uh, let's see, tomorrow, zone coverage returns, and we're discussing, of course, playoffs. We get into playoffs. Playoffs? What happened last week, what we think is going to happen this week. That's tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. Zone coverage returns to T2Q. And next week, I don't have a show planned as of yet. I thought about taking next Tuesday off, but I don't know yet. So we'll see about that. But in any event, the best way to keep up with when a show is going to come out is to go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for my email newsletter. So that way you'll know when the show is coming out and what we're talking about. I got a podcast that may drop on Thursday with a – uh, multi-talented young guy by the name of Core Preen from the Big Apple up in New York. He's a rapper, he's an actor, he's a producer, he kind of does it all. Talk to him for a few minutes this weekend, and I'll drop that podcast on Thursday if all goes well. So you can check that out. Again, talktocube.com is where you need to go. All right, final thoughts. DR, I'll start with you, man. Man. Good show, man. Uh, you know, that thing about people having bad luck, I, I promise you, man, there are people in this world that just can't get right, man. There really are. It, 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 it's like this. I know people that if I'm going to go right, they won't go left. They're going to go right, too. You know, it's just it's crazy. But I don't know, man. It, it's uh, this thing with uh, – Trump and Obama and the Russian thing, man, that that's kind of scary if you've been following that a little bit with the Russians yeah. getting involved, compromising things, because it makes you think about it. You go looking, thinking about the Manchurian candidate. and Like my dad used to always tell me, anything anybody can imagine, what you can imagine, you can create. And, you know, it's just crazy to think that maybe something like this might have happened because how – how off balance our political uh, situation is right now. It's just, it's out there. It's not, it, it doesn't have a good feel about it. It's not stable to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I like Trump, so I'm not saying that because of Trump. I'm just saying because it just feels, everything does, it just don't feel right this time. Everything feels wrong about this. And I just, I don't know, it's just something here. That I, I don't like. I just have a bad feeling, and I think that we need to start paying more attention to what's going on here in our homeland and stop fighting amongst each other with all the bullshit and look at what's really going on. I think one thing Trump is right about is just letting people come through here from other countries. We don't know what their their objectives are here, man. If when you make enemies, you, I mean, it's in the streets when you make enemies, you always watch your back. You're not gonna. Let your enemies invite them into your home after you've done screwed them around. That's not going to happen. But in America, it seems America's done that, and America needs to pay more attention to America and quit worrying about the issues of black and white and this and that and the KKK and the 
that Black Lives Matter and all that bullshit and the cop the cops need to start paying attention to the motherfuckers that's really trying to take over this shit and not the 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 race shit because really what I think is going on is somewhere somebody's jumped online and got in our shit and we got to get them the hell out before it's too late and it may be too late it really may be man I don't know you know cuz I'm not you know, I'm not up there in the upper echelons to really make a, a a decision or to know those things, you know, but I it, I can say what I feel, and I feel that this shit ain't right, and it ain't Trump. I think Trump is actually going to try to do something good, but I don't think he's going to be able to. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, man. Buck, what you got? Great show. Um, I think we hit on some really... Great show tonight. Um, um, a lot of the things we never spoke tonight. Just, I mean, I think people need to use it as food for thought. Um, there's a lot of different things going on in the world today. Um, you know, that are not bad luck. They are our own come from our own bad decisions. So hopefully, in 2017, we make better decisions. So therefore, we can have better luck. Um, if you know you're in certain situations, evaluate. Look at your, you know, look in the mirror, check those things out, and if you see there, there's a bad, you know, a pattern, a bad pattern that's, that's, you know, being followed, then you need to change it. So therefore, you know, things start working in your favor instead of against you. I think when you when you admit that there's something wrong, that's when change occurs. So, you know, that's food for thought. Um, as far as um, Dr. made some good points there in his final thoughts there about what could be going on. Um, I think we do need to be taking a common sense approach and start paying attention to a few more things around here. I think, you know, we have dumbed down America to the point now where we just don't give a shit. And that's the reason why we have a lot of division in our, in our nation. Um, we're more divided now probably than we were back in the sixties almost, it seems like. So, it, it's, in order for us to come together, we shouldn't wait on a natural, a natural disaster to make us come together in certain regions of our country. We need to come together as one anyway. So therefore, bad decisions are, you know, bad de- decisions can be altered, and we can go in a better direction. So we as a nation need to come together, uh, fix our, di- you know, have some common common ground in our differences, and let's move for- forward together. Uh, pay attention to the things that, I mean, cybersecurity is something that we all need to pay attention to um, from our bank accounts being hacked to um, our identities being stolen. I mean, these are things that we all need to work on together. Cybersecurity is the wave of the future. Um, We need to get more, we need to be in line and we need to pay attention. Um, the, The social media accounts, where people are being people are being influenced, um, you know, through these you know through these hate groups and things of that nature, and people from overseas. These things we need to pay attention to, and I think you know cybersecurity is going to be a, a job that in the very near future. There's something there's going to be a lot of job openings for, and we really need to take seriously because I mean it can change people's lives in a lot of different ways. Um, also, I want to throw this out here for the people that like sports tomorrow night. Some Green Bay Packer fans, uh, uh, one Green Bay Packer fan in particular, has started a petition to 
to remove Joe Buck and Troy Aikman from game broadcast. <laughs> um, this actually catching some traction. Now, I know Q doesn't like Joe Buck that much. He likes his father, but not Joe Buck. Hmm. I don't have a problem at with Troy Aikman. You said that much. I said uh, that all. Yeah, you don't like him at all. I mean, I, I'm starting to, you know, kind of – Joe Buck had a, a, a book that just came out that actually kind of shed a little bit of light on it. Um, I don't think he's as bad as you portray him to be, but, I mean, I don't like him either um, because I think he's a pompous asshole. But at the same time, I think the book kind of sheds some light on it. I don't think he's such a, a, as big an asshole as a lot of people make him out to be. That I still don't like his broadcasting. But um, as a person, I think he's not as bad as, as he broadcasts. But in any event, I thought it was kind of funny that A.J. Dwarf, the guy that started this petition to get them removed from games, um, is actually it's actually getting a lot of traction, and there's a lot of people that signed it. So I thought it was kind of funny. But um, other than that, great show as always. Look forward to being on the sports show tomorrow night, and you know, kicking up kicking up these uh, playoff games for this weekend. But great show tonight, and everybody have a great week. All right. Thank you, sir. And I want to say one more thing before I, I, I sign off. I got to get on my soapbox a little bit. You know, President Obama gave his little farewell speech and everything, and everyone's posting all these photos about, oh, Michelle and Barack, black love, the epitome of a power couple, and all that stuff. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Now, don't get me Thank wrong. You. I'm not talking about, I mean, I, I, I understand what they represent, but the people who are posting these things, by no means are you trying to emulate anything similar to Barack and Michelle. All right. I mean, some of these brothers out here can't emulate Barack in the least, talking about you admire his swag swag and everything, yet your pants are hanging so low on you that you got to pull them behind you in a wagon. You know, they're not even moaning. All right. You won't try to better yourself in the least bit. You won't pick up a book. You won't try to learn anything. You think a 401k is a layer of gold on a set of rims, you know, disrespecting our black women and acting like they're second-class citizens in their own communities. Instead of Barack being your role model, all you want to do is roll another blunt and make babies you refuse to raise. Stop it, okay? And for all the women out there always talking about black love and, you know, all this stuff, you're doing nothing to imitate Michelle. Oh, Michelle is so classy and professional, yet you can't wait to open your big mouth every chance you get, gossiping, yelling at people, disrespecting others, trying to check your man publicly. None of that reminds you of Michelle. And then you're quick to quote her and say, when they go low, we go high. No, you get high. That's about it. Some of the women out there are just as unproductive as some of these men. We got to do better, okay? Don't say that you're down with, you know, with, with the the presidential couple with floaters and potus or whatever, don't say that what they represent if you're not going to try to be that, okay? I'm looking at some of these people posting some of these photos, and, you know, people on Facebook forget that you know them personally, a lot of them. And I'm like, okay, you're one of the most trifling people I know, yet you're talking about Michelle Obama's your role model or Barack Obama is someone you aspire to, aspire to be like, and you ain't picked up a book, you know, since you – try to learn how to uh, take your driver's license test. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, people, we have to, and I'm talking to black people, we have to do better. All right, stop fronting. I know Facebook is just a place to stunt and act like you're something you're not, but you forget people know you. 
okay? Stop fronting, all right? Be serious. If you truly admire the President of the United States and his wife and the family that he's raised, you know, the, the two young ladies that he's raised or whatever, then act like it, okay? Your actions will show that. But stop putting all this stuff on my timeline that I got to scroll through, knowing that it's not sincere, okay? And I, for some of you, you might, well, who are you to say, look, I handle my business. I'm not perfect, okay? I'm always under construction, but I try to do better, all right? That's one of the purposes of this show, because this show not only helps you, it helps me as, as, as well, because I get the perspectives of other people. Because a lot of times, I don't do a lot of talking on the show. I ask the questions. I listen to the responses. That helps me grow, and it helps all of you grow to hear the different angles that people have on some of the um, questions that we ask out here. Because it's amazing that you can ask one question and get five different answers, you know, and all of them may make sense in some kind of way or whatever. So I just want to say that to everyone. I had to step on my soapbox a little bit and everything and let you all know that, I mean, I think it's cool that you're celebrating the president and his family and some of the things he's done, but be genuine, okay? That's all I ask. Be genuine. All right. Buck, happy birthday to you, man, on Friday. I hope you have a good one. I hope your your boys come through for you, you know, give you a birthday present. Hopefully your Steelers win this weekend, man. So I wish you the best with that and, 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 and give you a little round of applause on your B-Day and everything. Thank we you. all appreciate you hanging out with me. Yeah, Again, everyone, go to TalkToQ.com. Sorry I had to, you know, get up on that soapbox for a second, but every now and then I got to do what I got to do and say some of the things that got to come off my chest. Go to my blog over at ThankQ.me. I got something new out there you can check out. Go to ThankQ.me and take a look at that blog and see what a million other people have read. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Carla, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.